is Renee, and the title of our show is What in the Cell is Going On? We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern, which can be accessed live on prn.fm or later on the front page of our vacinfo.org website. Our guest today is Alphonse Fagiolo. He is a currently a freelance producer and engineer at his own recording studio. He is an expert at law. I have heard on his website an interview I was listening to earlier. Um, and what really got my attention, Alphonse, is your website. I am has sent me to you.com. <laughs> Welcome, sir. <laughs> Thank you. Appreciate it. Glad to be here. <laughs> Absolutely. And I just want to listen to your wealth of information. I mean, for you to be known as an expert in law in these days is huge. So why don't you just take over the show, sir? Well, it's a, I mean, I'm far from an expert. I mean, it's, it, there's really, I don't think there's much. I don't think you have to be an expert about the, the law. I think you just have to sort of know uh, who you are and where you stand because uh, a lot of what they do is they operate under presumptions. They make presumptions that you're a citizen, a resident, a taxpayer. And if you notice, you know, uh, when you get this mail that's addressed to you, you're a taxpayer, you're a resident, you know, uh, you're a citizen. And what they're trying to do is they're trying to lower your status down from under your creator down to under government because Governments can only control entities that they create. Uh, if they didn't create it, they can't control it. So, in other words, the, the created can never be uh, the created can never control the creator. Uh, and you know, the, the man created government to, to secure his rights. That's the main reason that man created government was was to preserve uh, his individual rights. And somehow, over the years, through media, through through the bar association, who the art orchestrators of all this. Uh, I mean, you want to talk about the. I think the most evil organization that ever exists, it's the Bar Association, the Legal Society. Uh, they're the orchestrators behind all this stuff. So when you're, you know, when you're fighting with your local government or your county, uh, don't kid yourself, that's the Bar Association that is pulling the strings behind all that. And they've sort of turned this whole system on its head and have sort of uh, usurped your rights through something called the Rules of Civil Procedure. And uh, if you have any run-ins with these people, that's how I learned about it is uh, – uh, when I had a run-in with him, I seen an attorney file a lien without a trial, <laughs> just out of the blue. He just decided he was going to file a lien against my property. Well, that's not turning out too well for him because they, they, they just removed him from the case about last month because I started walking him down the criminal <laughs> the criminal complaint uh, aisle. And they, they figured, let's get rid of this guy quick because this is not going real good. And uh, so it's really learning uh, who you are and uh, who they are. And remember, these are supposed to be public servants that work for you. That's that's the purpose of them, you know. And uh, it's funny when I see people like uh, they send these conditional acceptance letters out. Well, listen, if, if you're the king, you're the king. I, I don't ever remember seeing the king ask his servants, you know, hey, hey, will you will you do this for me? I'll conditionally accept if you do this. So I I just don't deal with them on that on that way. I basically will will uh, create an affidavit of status. And the reason I do that is just to remove all presumptions of who I am, because remember, they're always operating from presumption. Everything they do is starting with presumption. So you've got to you've got to knock the presumption out. So instead of arguing with them or debating with them, I'm going to go put it in an affidavit and have it notarized or have it witnessed by two or three people. And I'm going to shoot that off to them with my documents so that there's no confusion as to who I am and who they are. And uh, and then depending on what they contacted me about, I'll do another affidavit called an affidavit of fact, which I'm just addressing the matters of that situation, and I'll sort of take their 
take their situation apart because everything they're doing is based off of fraud. Uh, and I'll also throw a notice of claimant against them because uh, look, I look at it this way. Listen, these are corporations. They're attempting to compromise my property, my estate. It's really what they're trying to do. They're trying to extort money from me. So if you're going to try and extort money from me and you don't have any lawful basis to do that, well, now I'm going to make a claim against your estate, your property. And, uh, and basically the fourth thing I'll do, I just started doing, was I'll, I'll, any document that they send you, I don't care if it's a traffic ticket citation or a tax bill, whatever, I will basically just take the document apart and uh, I'll circle every element on the document that's fraud, number it, and then on a separate sheet, I will explain why it's fraud. And so I sort of let my paperwork do my talking. I said, if it's a traffic ticket or whatnot, there are these four kind of documents that the court's going to get. And then I'm not going to show up to that court because that's not a court of record. That's not a common law court. It's a commercial court. It's a municipal court. And it's not a court for men and women. It's a court for corporations. So that, that's the, the gist of it, the overview. And I noticed on your website, Alphonse, I, I've kind of dissected it a little bit. You have the affidavits and everything on the website, a sample affidavit for people, correct? Yeah, what's a good thing is uh, the Telegram group is, it's actually people from all over the country and actually people all over the world now. We got UK up there. We got, uh, uh, you know, I mean, they're, they're all over Canada, uh, Bulgaria. So the real cool thing is people have taken the documents I put up there that were based in the U.S. and they've actually converted them over to their country. So it's real good if you jump on the Telegram group and you want to get uh, like a head start, whatever country you're from, say, hey, does anybody have an affidavit of status that's already been converted over that I can work with, that I can edit? So uh, like a lot of the legwork is probably done for you because in the last – it's funny. I, I got a, a – like when you go to download my documents, you'll see the number of downloads. And here's the funny part. What you're seeing download number-wise, it's about one-tenth of what was actually downloaded. Because when I first set this site up, I'm no, I'm no website designer. So uh, I used uh, just a tool that they had there, WooCommerce, which is a commerce uh, tool. Not the most elegant way to distribute documents, but it did the job. It, it worked for, for what it was. And then when I finally found a more, more elegant tool, one that worked a little bit better and uh, it was easier to, uh, to distribute documents, I uploaded that. So when I look at the numbers... You know, it's very deceptive. You'll see, like, uh, you know, you'll look at the affidavit of status downloads, and you'll see it's been downloaded like 1,300 times. We'll take that number and times it 10 times because that's how many times those documents have been downloaded, which I think is cool. I think it's great, you know, uh, and I, I see people doing creative things with the documents, and, and that's the purpose of it is, you know, hey, you know, listen, I, like I said, I don't consider myself any expert. I, I just figured a few things out. And there's a, I'm sure there's a lot of very smart people up there on the on those the, the Telegram group and all, and and they come up with creative ideas. You know, they they take my stuff and they they adapt it to their situation, which which is the purpose for it. That's why I put them up there. That is so wonderful, um, and I'm not that familiar with it, so I'm actually you know looking forward to listening to your interview and your your shows. I mean, the what you have on the website already and looking at everything. I mean, we have been. Um, very divinely led for protection in our help faith-based ministries that are under the private domain of public to the uh, opposed to the public domain and this was years ago when the health department came to our office in South Florida um, but I have heard common law through our ministry and that's what I'm just interested in learning about because I really don't know I've been very divinely led for protection and I want to talk to you more about this maybe even off the radio show to let you know what how Father has protected our ministries, because um, we have 
several of them. One's a healing ministry, our creator's way, opposed to the drug company's way. And the other is, of course, the vaccinations. I had a little girl I lost back in 1999 because of the vaccinations. Um, She was labeled autistic. And that's when I jumped in father's lap and just said, show me and I'll teach for you. And I've been for 20 years now opening people's eyes to all the lies that I had to learn the hardest way possible. Um, so we're pretty much, you know, not their, we're, we're definitely their worst nightmare, their worst enemy. And uh, it, we need people like you to teach us. So that's why I want you on. And I, I just want to hear everything you have about common law and everything and just educate the, you know, we have a worldwide radio show. So you'll hear listen, people will be listening to you from everywhere. We don't, we don't really, we just trust father on how many ears he you know, brings to our shows now or even uploaded later. They'll put on tomorrow, PRN or upload it to our website. Um, so uh, what what is your thoughts about or what do you have to fight against this whole mandate of, of course, the face diapers, the face mask, as well as the COVID vaccine? Well, first, let me say I'm sorry to hear about your situation, what happened there. And it's, you know, it's amazing how you know, you look at the Amish communities. Uh, I live in Pennsylvania, and there's a big Amish community up in Lancaster, uh, about an hour, hour and a half away. And there's no autism in that in that community. They don't have anything like that because they don't do vaccines. You know, and then then these health people turn around and tell you that oh, there's no link, there's no link between you know uh, you know all these conditions that are caused that they're finding out by these vaccines. So uh, yeah, I mean, it, it, it's you're always fighting against. You know, and it's funny, I, I've got very intelligent people around me, like family members that I know, or if we sat down and took, like, tests, they'd blow me away as far as, you know, that they're just, they're just very intelligent. But but they're so conditioned to listen to the media. And I actually heard my cousin say the other day, uh, he's citing stats on, well, if you get this vaccination, it's 88% effective. And, and they know my thoughts on everything with this stuff. And, and, I, and I had to bite my tongue because... I didn't want to embarrass them, but I wanted to say, what evidence do you have? First of all, where did that study come from? Who did this study? You don't know anything about that study. You're going by what somebody told you over the media. And that's how the shame of it is. That's how the majority of the people are now. They basically get their news from the news, which is a horrible place to get your news from the media. Well, it's because, all funded uh, by the drug companies. I mean, if I even watch it, it's to see sure. what they're up to. I had to learn the hardest way possible, like I said, to the death of my first child. And I was the victim of all victims. You know, she obviously was injured by them because of my blind faith and, uh, or, you know, tr- letting, trust them, trusting them opposed to our creator. Um, and then I stopped her vaccines before she was two years old, but because of the witch's brew, the monkey viruses and everything they use as mediums to make the vaccinations I've learned that took her life 10 days after her fourth birthday. So very divinely, you know, father had me jump in his lap. Um, and, and I only knew of him then, uh, did not know him until he took my baby girl away. And, um, I've been fighting the fight for a very long time with a nonprofit. And then now all the way to just standing up against these COVID jabs. They're not even vaccines, Alphonse. I mean, they're poison. They're messenger RNA vaccines meant to remove our VMAT2 gene, which is our connection to our creator. So it's just absolutely insane what Father's opened my eyes to. And if you listen to our previous shows, you can get more information on that. Um, 
but thank you for for your your heart and for you know um, for what you're doing. And so you know too, we have a lot of Amish Lancaster, Pennsylvania Amish community. There you go. <laughs> and we've there been going go. up there twice a year. <laughs> Hey, listen, it, uh, you know, uh, it's funny. I, I, I used to I joked with, my, uh, with a friend one time. I said, you know, I said, one of my favorite shows on TV, you're going to laugh, is Little House on the Prairie. You know? <laughs> and, and believe it or not, he said, because he, he's on the same mindset. He said, believe it or not, I get that. Because it was a simpler life back then. You know, you, you sort of had your land, you took care of your land, and every, the people were out of your hair. You know, they, they, like right now, you, every day they're telling you what to do, when to do it, how to do it, you know, and why you got to do it. And, uh, and and your stories. I mean, the sad part about your story is, is you're not the exception. You're more the rule. I, I watched a, a podcast the other uh, night with uh, five women. Uh, it's called uh, Something Brew. <laughs> I won't say what the first name is, but it's Something Brew. And they were talking about this, the vaccines and stuff. And two of the women in their pregnancies talked about problems with the vaccinations with their children. And, and the one that's sort of permanently damaged in a way from from this vaccination, and the one. The one child actually pulled out of it. So there you go. There's five right there, and two are telling you the same thing, like your story. So, so I said, I, I don't think your story is more the exception. I think it's more the rule of what's going on with this stuff, and and that's the scary part. And well, you mentioned we've been told about yeah. them. everything, Alphonse. Absolutely everything I've learned that we're told about vaccinations is not true. And I show this in loving memory of my baby girl. I actually show her picture in my presentation. Uh, with speaking the truth with love underneath it. That's my first slide. Um, just revealing all the lies. I mean, we're told you can't go to school without them. It's a lie. I just have a 20-year-old baby girl, another little girl I had since Casey's passing. She just graduated with not one vaccine a couple years ago. <laughs> you know, yeah, a son yeah. 24 with no vaccines. You know, we're told that, you know, they can't go to school. Like I said, we're told that, you know, they eradicated diseases. That's another big fat lie. Um, I show in my presentation how diseases were coming down because of better sanitation and nutrition way before the introduction of vaccines. It's a big, fat lie, you know? And uh, I was even told uh, from a nurse in one of my presentations who was listening, watching my presentation, she actually said, they show those same charts in medical school, but only from the point where the vaccine's introduced and down. So they're just totally yeah. misinforming the masses. And of course, you know, the drug companies are who funds the, 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 the commercials and the t television. So you're not going to see my information or your information on, on mainstream television. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's funny, you mentioned religion. And I, I, I want to tell you up front, I'm probably the most unreligious person you'll ever meet. But I know for certain there's a creator. I have no ifs, ands, or buts about it. I know there's a creator. I talk to him every day, okay? Continuously when I take the dogs for three long walks, and I have a conversation every day. And how I sort of fell into this, <clears throat> excuse me, my mom passed away in 2019, and uh, uh, I had a sewer bill come due. And, uh, well, let me say not a sewer bill. Let's say a sewer extortion bill, okay? Uh, and... I was trying to log on. Listen, at that time, you know, you, you're depressed. You know, you're just trying to get through things. You don't really want to, you know, you don't want to deal with anything. So I figured, let me just pay this thing, get done with it. Because I was going to start fighting the property tax people. But but when that happened, I said, I just want to be done with this stuff. So I couldn't log in. For some odd reason, I couldn't log in. At least I log in before, couldn't log in now. So I said, I got this feeling. I said, well, why don't I try and take what I learned, the stuff I learned. Let me see if I can knock this thing out. And... I'm actually very glad I did that because it actually showed me the matrix. I got to see everything that they were doing and how they were doing it. And 
everything that came my way that I thought was like a, a hurdle to jump. And I just saw oh, there's more, something more I got to do. That's a hassle. And I didn't want to go down that road. But when I went down that road, I can't, I, it's un, uncanny. <clears throat> it just, it taught me so much stuff that I would have never known had I not gone down that road. And it, it all stems from when I was walking the dogs one day, I just sort of looked up the next guy. I said, listen, I said, God, I just want one thing before I leave this earth. I said, I just want to be truly free. In other words, I don't want to have any obligations or duties to anybody. I want to be truly free. And I, I said, if you give me that, if you provide me that knowledge, I said, I'll help as many people as I can. You know, so that was the basis of it. And uh, from that day forward, I, I can't explain it. It's uncanny how things sort of broke my way. Like I said, even though things would happen, and I thought, oh, that's, that's not good for me. This, this is not good. But it forced me to dig deeper into what it was and to, uh, to, to disarm it, to basically – Sort of like somebody laid a bomb there, and I went, oh, that's not good for me. And then I had to learn how to disarm the bomb. And then once I learned, wow. to, learned how to disarm that bomb, I learned how to disarm other bombs. Because I started to see the system for what it was. It started to make sense to me. You know, and it brought me back, actually back to God. And there's, you know, the, the things that brought me back to God, people will be stunned about, you know, how I, how I moved back to that way. Like I said, you're not, you're probably not going to find me in a church unless it's for a, a wedding or a funeral. But, but listen, I mean, I'm, I'm very spiritual. Okay. Uh, I mean, well, that's religion. That, religion also never worked for me. I mean, it took him definitely removing my first child and having the guilt of my choices, you know, taking her life um, to get me out of that influence of religion. Um, religion yeah. is man-made. Religion is not a relationship yeah. and an intimacy with our creator. Um, and he's brought me for 20 years now to a PhD level of faith with him. And, uh, you know, that's why I was so impressed with your website, the I am. He's known as the I am in scripture. Even even when they the health department came to my late husband's um, office, we had a, a, he's a cellular disease specialist. He was a naturopath and he, he taught people how to reverse cancer and everything naturally. But unfortunately he had abused steroids for 15 to 20 years. I found out from his best friend a couple of days after he passed back in June of 19, 2019. But anyway, they came to the health department, came to our office in Boca Raton, Florida and said, you know, he, he disguised himself in everything, saying his name was Kevin. But then when I got to the office, his name was Paul. And to make a long story short, he gave my husband a, a $1,200 fine, a cease and desist for practice in naturopathy in Florida. But he had dissected my husband's work. And we talked for like a half hour because one of his family members reversed their multiple sclerosis naturally. And father had me stand up, listen to this, and this is going to match what you're saying. And it was so the Holy Spirit, it was not me because I would never have said this, but I said, you need to tell the people who sent you here today that we work for the I am. And when he's with us, who can be against us? And after I said it, I'm like, I did not just say that. My husband's eyes were like saucers. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, it's funny. It. The name of the site, that actually comes from, uh, uh, you know, when, when Moses met, you know, the, the, the creator basically. Yes. And, uh, he said, you know, he introduced himself sort of as I am who I am, you know, exactly. basically I, exactly. I, I am the creator of all this, you know, that's and right. That's right. you're aware of this, you're aware of this, this all cap name thing, right? The trust, the illegal trust that they've created for all of us at birth that they didn't want you to know about. You're aware of that that's stuff. Right. Okay. That, say so, it again. He, what about, say it again. 
I'm saying are you you're aware that when you were when you were uh, born, basically they they created a trust in your name. The government created yes, a trust in your I name. I have heard that. Okay. Yes, with your birth certificate. Okay, that, yes. That's a, listen. That's not a that's not a dispute. They actually did that. Okay. There's no doubt yes. about it. They have a, they have a tr- they have a lawful trust set up in all of our names. Okay. That's what that all cap uh-huh. name is. Okay. Now they'll never admit that to you. When you go into court, they're never going to admit that to you. But from that, when, when I heard that story with Moses, when he met the creator, basically it stated that, you know, he's, that Moses said to him, well, who do I tell the people sent me? And uh, God said, you tell them I am has sent me to you. And, and what I took from that was God looked at him like basically you're not going to take one of your names of your gods. Like there's all kinds of gods back then. You're not going to take some man-made name and attach it to me. I'm the creator. I, I made all this. You don't attach names to me. I am who I am. In other words, I, I'm it. I am it. I'm the creator. And so that's well, one, thing me. When I, one thing he's shown me, and we, we can, I'm, I'm coming to Lancaster. I, I've been feeling that Father, right now we're in Texas, but he's leading us to Lancaster because the Amish are waiting for us. Um, my husband and I would go there twice a year doing our cellular scans and showing them how to get healthy and do our cleanse. I have a three-week cellular cleanse that my husband developed that I'm continuing on for him. Um, but anyway, so we need to get together because I can tell you that, you know, the, the, the journeys have been the same over the years um, where you are and where I was because religion just didn't work for me. And right. you know, I was raised like a, my mom was Baptist at the time, so she'd maybe go to church Sunday morning, Sunday night, Wednesday nights. It just never worked for me because what happens, Alphonse, and what I'm actually possibly being used by Father to write a book to help uh-huh. people understand my journey is that we put the Bible, the inspired word of our creator, okay, with religion. We don't realize that it's live and inspired by him, but it has nothing to do with man-made rituals. And he's just brought me to a level now in, you know, in these end times, especially, I know that, you know, you know, the world's never been like it was to, it is today. No, no, I mean, I mean had- uh, uh, again, I don't want to cut you off. Good. No, that's okay. No, no, no. This is, I want to hear your show. They've heard my, my perspective. I do every show <laughs> weekly. So, <laughs> I don't so, really just want to, to hear what you have to, to say. To, to touch back on the craziness of, of this stuff, where I look at it this way. Listen, uh, like I told you about my journey back, but, but okay, great. Now we look at, let me get this straight. Am I going to trust the immune system that he's given me, okay? Or am I going to trust a dollar mask <laughs> that they're handing That's out? Right. And here's the, here's the crazy part. People are, give, people are giving themselves <laughs> bacterial pneumonia by wearing that mask and breathing in their own carbon dioxide and germs. So you're That's taking right. like a, a, a you're taking like a, a Ferrari of a, a, an immune system and you turn it into a VW buggy. <laughs> you know, what, are you, what are you doing? Exactly. You know, why are you hampering this phenomenal immune that's system you were giving? You know. <laughs> Yeah, this that's just the precursor for the COVID jab that I mentioned before. That's going to be way worse than a vaccine, because like I said, it's not even a vaccine. We have many radio shows of Dr. True and Carl Swartz, who uh, wrote an article called Shame on You Are. Shame on You. It's on our front page of our website of showing pictures of what the mask creates in the mouth after 20 minutes wearing these face diapers. Um, so you're absolutely right. I mean, they're, they're just conditioning people to line themselves up as they're doing now for the COVID jab. 
and and that's literally gonna you know turn people into artificial intelligence because it's changing their genetic makeup and uh anyway we we need to hear what you know as far as the whole common law thing we've got to come out of the system i know i've done the best i've been able to do up until now but maybe you know father's brought us together for me to learn more so um definitely you know the common law is basically under the Constitution, right? Is that kind of how it's established under the Constitution? Well, the funny thing is, uh, think about common law as common sense. Listen, there's what they call the golden rule, and that's the only thing we're responsible for is the golden rule. Do no harm to your fellow man or woman, okay? They do no damage to them. That, that's really how, how – that's what common law is, okay? It's common sense, uh, and it's the, uh, you know, the uh, – the customs of the people, basically, you know, that you, you know that, listen, if if you damage your neighbor's property, you 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 uh, you you make your neighbor whole for the damage you did. You know, this is common sense. This is common law. And in common law, listen, you've always got to have a witness against you. So if somebody's saying you did something to them or you harmed them or damaged them. Well, then we need to see a witness come in and explain how you harmed and damaged them. This is common sense. This is common law. OK. But what we're facing, what you see is, you know, I'll get something in the mail for a, a traffic ticket or something, traffic citation, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania versus Alfonso Fagiola. Wait a minute. So I'm going to face Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck because there's no Mr. and Mrs. Commonwealth of Pennsylvania coming into court to explain how I harmed or damaged them. Okay? So wow. they, they've, they've usurped the system. They've, uh, the Bar Association has done this through the rules of civil procedure. They've usurped the system. So uh, what I'm doing with the stuff I do with the affidavits, really what I'm doing is I'm, I'm using their own process against them. I'm using commercial law against them, and I'm sitting on top of common law. And when you meld those two together, like some people are purists. They only want, you know, oh, I'm not going to use their stuff. I don't want to use their stuff, you know. And listen, it, it doesn't work like that. You know, you, know you, you use the tools available to you. If I could go over and use one of their tools, you know, and I could perfect it and use it in a way they can't, and I can bang them over the head with it, why wouldn't I do that? Okay. And, and that's what I did with the affidavits. You know, I've had people argue, well, that's their stuff. Affidavits are theirs. Oh, Yeah. How come when I, when I create affidavits and I send them to them, they shut down and they don't respond to them because they can't? Because if somebody sent me an affidavit making claims, I would happily rebut their affidavit because I, I, I believe I know who I am and I know where I am and I know, you know, I, I know where my rights come from. My rights come from my creator. They don't come from the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. They don't come from the United States. My rights come from my creator. So I'll, I'll happily rebut their affidavit. But when you're dealing with these agencies, these government entities, uh, when you send these affidavits to them, they'll never respond because they can't respond. Because what they're doing is they're, they're, they're operating, their entire world's operating under presumptions and assumptions about you, who you are. Because they're going to presume that you're a citizen or a resident of their county. You know, well, geez, let's think about what a county is. I live in Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania itself is just a reference to a geographic landmass. It's a piece of land, okay? It's all Pennsylvania is. But then there's the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. That alone should tell you everything you need to know. If you're of something, you can't be it, right? You can't be the thing you're of, okay? Like, I'm of my father and mother. I can't be my father and mother. So if you're the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, it's not Pennsylvania. It's a corporation of Pennsylvania. That's what Commonwealth of Pennsylvania is. And it's the same for every state. So if you think about every state, think about there's two entities going on in that state. There's the physical land you live in, uh, you live on, let's say, 
and then there's the corporation that they're trying to conflate together with the with the land because by them calling themselves Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, they want everyone to believe who who lives on the the, the geographic landmass of Pennsylvania that they must have control over them and they must be a citizen of Pennsylvania because they're the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania. When in reality, all the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania is a, it's a corporation. It's nothing. It's just like McDonald's or Burger King or Taco Bell. It's just a corporation. So those laws, statutes, codes, and ordinances you hear of the Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, and same thing if you're Texas, state of Texas, whatever it is, they're corporate bylaws, basically what they are. And these people are operating under the presumption that you're one of their citizens, one of their subjects, one of their residents, and that their bylaws must apply to you. And we've all been conditioned from schooling, from media, from uh, our family. You know, we watched our, you know, our father did it, our grandfather did it, so we do it. And we've all been conditioned with this. And, and it took a while for me to, to basically learn how to separate the two. And it's pretty simple. And, and here's how simple it is for your people to, to understand. Listen, let's look at it this way. If you could write something down on a piece of paper and make it apply to me, wouldn't I be your property? Mm-hmm. I'd have to be, right? Yeah. There's, there's only two ways it could be. If you could write something down on a piece of paper and automatically make it apply to me, I'd have to be your property. But we all know they claim that slavery is illegal. I'm not sure right now when I see everyone running around in masks. There's a lot of slaves I see running around right now. But they claim slavery is illegal, okay? And indentured servitude is illegal. So that means nobody could write something down on a piece of paper and make it apply to me. The only way something could be written down on a piece of paper and it can apply to me is if I agree to it, consent to it by way of contract. And it has to have all the elements of a contract. So if somebody wrote something down on a piece of paper and they called it a law, statute, code, or ordinance, that's their opinion. That, 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 that applies to entities under their jurisdiction. Remember, they didn't create me. They can only control what they created. The Commonwealth of Pennsylvania didn't create me. Okay, so they can't write things down on pieces of paper and make it apply to me. So uh, uh, it can only be done by contract. And once you get that concept in your head, then you know everything being given to you. Hey, if I didn't contract to this, I didn't, it doesn't have my wet signature on it. This does not apply to me because – and I, I did a video, a basic video. It, it's, you know, it, it sounds simple enough, but I just wanted to drive the concept home into people's head. Uh, I have no more rights than you, okay, and you have no more rights than me. In other words, I have zero more rights than you do, and vice versa. You have zero more rights than I do. Right? We, we can agree on that, correct? We got that? Absolutely. Absolutely. Okay. So if I get ten people together <clears> – <throat> Each of those 10 people, they have, they all have zero more rights than me or you, correct? They, they, they have no more rights than – just because there's 10 of them together, they don't have any more rights than – in other words, the, the, the number doesn't mean anything because, like, if, if I put 100 of them together and I call them a legislature and they write stuff down on a piece of paper called law, statutes, codes, and ordinances, well, all those 100 people have zero more rights than me and you. So – Zero times 100 is zero, okay? So just because you cluster people together and call them a legislature and they write things down on paper doesn't mean it applies to you. And this is where they've got people really buffaloed and because uh, people have lost – I hate to say it. People have lost the ability to think for themselves. Uh, they want people to think for them. 
And, uh, you know, uh, they, they, it's a shame because know what it is? And I've seen very smart people, and I've, I've, they know I'm right when they're talking to me. They know I'm right. And uh, as I talk to them, the problem they have is, think about it. You're talking to somebody 55, 60 years old. So if they buy into what you're telling them, which is the truth, they've got to sort of admit that their whole life they've been living a lie. Everything they were taught is a charade. It's, it's the man behind the, the curtain in The Wizard of Oz. It's a lie. Mm-hmm. The entire thing's right. a lie. A lot of people will do anything possible to hold on to that reality instead of admit, mm-hmm. my God, I've been buffaloed for 55, 60 years. I, you know, I, I have no clue what, what's been going on. People don't want to leave that reality. You know, it's sort of like when you watch the movie The Matrix. You know, remember the one guy who wanted to go back in The Matrix? It was easier. Life was easier in The Matrix because he didn't have to think and didn't have to take chances and didn't have to make decisions. Well, that's what you're watching now. These people don't want to think. I mean, they have people wearing one mask, and then what, it was a, a month ago, whatever? They, I almost think they, like, they're, like, they're messing around with people. Like, they're in a group saying, let's see if we can get them to wear two masks. You know, and, and lo and behold, the idiot Fauci was out there saying, oh, it's, it's safer to wear two masks. <laughs> I'm like, oh, my God. There's no end to this. You know? What's next? Three, four, five masks? yourself from breathing. You wonder why you pass out. <laughs> <laughs> why don't we just seal your head so that nothing will get in there? You can't, you know? I mean, you can't breathe people out of your ears. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. They, they talk about, uh, you know, somebody said, uh, I've heard attorneys say, uh, you know, to stop people from shopping, going in the stores. And they said, well, it's the same policy, no shirt, no shoes, no, no service. And I said, wait a minute, I don't breathe out of my toes or my nipples. <laughs> so wait a minute, what are you talking about? It's not the same thing. You want me to cover my face up. And I said, listen, before all this nonsense with the masks, if you walked into a store and I stuck my hand over your face, my, my God, you'd call the police and have me arrested, right? <laughs> it's battery, it's assault and battery. Well, if you're telling me if I come into a public accommodation and, and you can make me do something like cover my face up, that's constructive battery. Because first of all, it's, it's fraudulent. They can't do anything to you because we, we just went over that. If you can make me do something, I either A, have to be your property or I've got to be in contract with you. We know A, don't, a doesn't exist. And I, I don't have a contract with a, you know, a Walmart <laughs> to go into Walmart to shop. That's a public accommodation. They're open to the public. And, and sadly – People have not understood how to deal with this, you know, because you get the cops. They, they they call the cops, and the cops are listen. These are not these are not really metal giants. These police, uh, they know nothing about law, and you'll you'll hear a cop say, "Well, well, they have a right to trespass. It's a private property; they could trespass you." No, it's a public accommodation. It's open to the public. That's like them turn around and they'll say, "Oh no, it's our it's our corporate policy." So great. What if they turn around and said, "Hey, you know what?" No black people can shop here. That's our corporate policy. Are the cops going to show up and enforce that? No, it's ridiculous. You can't enforce that. It's discrimination. You can't do that. Well, it's the same thing with the mask because it's a corporate policy, and policies can never trump rights. Just because some corporation has a policy, it doesn't get to trump your rights. That's not a private association where I got to join for a, with, with a membership, where I got to you know, petition to get in the group. That's not what a public accommodation is. It's not what a store is. It's open to the public. So they don't get to tell you what you can and can't do. And what they're doing is it's fraught with the error as far as, my God, they're doing it's discrimination. It's practicing law without a license. It's, it's practicing medicine without a license. 
Uh, it's constructive battery. And people think, like, you, know, you can't win on this. And I know of a gentleman. I, I don't want to say his name. Uh, he, he's, he sort of stays stealthy. He stays under the, under the radar. He's drilled these people over the years for different cases. I'm talking huge sums of amounts of money for different things. And he went 30 for 30 in Florida with these mask uh, violation cases, these trespassing cases. You know, they, they want to kick wow. them out of their store. They, they, they trespass you. And guess what? After they got thumped, each one was for like twenty, thirty thousand dollars. He was hitting on. And once they got thumped so much, they said, uh, "Knock it off." The insurance company told him, "Knock it off. We're not going to pay this anymore." You got banged. He got you. Knock it off. And Florida, before even before the mass mandate stopped, Florida had dropped their uh, their, their they, they went to really lax standards. Like in other words, you know, it's up to you whether you want to ma- wear a mask when you walk in the store. But they're not going to, you know, they're not going to try and enforce it. And that was all yeah. done from, you know, uh, him and a, a few other general, gentlemen in that, uh, that county were filing stuff. And they figured it out. And they said, listen, it, it all comes down to liability. It comes down to insurance. And the insurance company said, knock it off. We're not going to keep paying twenty, thirty thousand dollars $30,000 every time this guy brings a suit in. And that's, that's why that stuff happened. So one man can have a great effect. And uh, another quick story, I'll give you something people don't understand, uh, a little story they don't, they're unaware of. You've heard Texas drop their mask mandates, right? You know, mm-hmm. you're, you're Texas is they don't want to first the first state to drop Texas. all these. I'm actually from Florida. My children are in Florida. That's home. But I'm here. I, I live in a wellness on wheels. I have a 45 foot motor home, so I kind of live where I park. Um, right. And I'm parked in Texas right now in Houston. <laughs> but go ahead. <laughs> so here's what happened. There's a gentleman from uh, uh, from Texas named Randy Kelton. I'm not sure if you ever heard Randy Kelton's name. And uh, mm. Uh, Randy's been around for years doing this kind of stuff, different stuff. And Randy filed criminal complaints against Governor Abbott, the Abbott, uh, the, the governor over there, Governor Abbott. Uh, he, Abbott's a Republican. Okay, now I'm, I hate politics. Care less Democrat versus Republican. If you're in that mindset of voting for who, who's going to, you're voting like to me that's like voting for your the the, the, the next tyrant. Which tyrant's better? <laughs> do you want the D tyrant or do you want the Republican tyrant? You know, which which, which tyrant do you want? Yeah, you know, so, so people got to remove that from their head that they are not your leaders. Okay, you got to get that out of your head. So, mm-hmm. but politics do work for you some sometimes. And and what what happened was Randy Kelton filed criminal complaints with the district attorney of his county against uh, Abbott. And mm-hmm. lo and behold, the district attorney was a Democrat. Abbott's a Republican. Mm-hmm. And my understanding is that the district attorney had uh, just lost the ele- their election that they. They were going to be out of office soon. So on their way out of office, as a little present to the Republican governor, they took Randy Kelton's criminal complaints, and they handed them over to the grand jury. Okay? Mm. Well, the grand jury is the fourth branch of government you hear about. They're, they're private they're citizens that basically have their own little committee. Nobody can control the grand jury, not the attorney general, not the district attorney. Nobody can control the grand jury. Like if I could get criminal complaints directly to the grand jury and hand it to somebody in the grand jury, they could actually take my criminal complaints under you know, under revisement and decide what they want to do, and they could they could reach indictments and have people arrested. So that's the power of the grand jury. So Kelton got them criminal complaints before the grand jury. Next thing you know, Abbott had a coming to God moment. He decided he was going to follow the law and do what's right, and he dropped all the mandates. Okay, and when he did that, I think twenty states followed him. Okay. Well, why do you think 20 states filed them? Because those governors talk to each other. 
So Abbott mm. called the other governors and said, hey, this guy's got criminal complaints before the grand jury. And everybody else went, oh, no, 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 no. Uh, we're we're going to drop the mass mandates, too, because Kelton's got his criminal complaint out there on the Internet, uh, up there on his website. And, and anyone can download Kelton's thing and make some changes to it and go file against their governor and get their governor indicted and possibly wow. go into jail. So that's why all these states suddenly dropped this mass mandate. That that was from one man. So when I hear people say, well, one person can't do anything or, you know, you, you need too many people. Well, you know what? I, I see evidence after evidence that's telling me the opposite because I've seen individuals thump. I mean, I've I seen a guy thump uh, 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 a couple counties for property tax stuff, and he's got he's walked away with awards. No, he didn't walk away. He got them. He distributed it to his friends. He did it for over forty million dollars. So you tell me that this doesn't, this stuff doesn't work. If you if you know if you know what their stuff is, how to use their stuff against them, it does work. And when I watch mm-hmm. Kelton get the mass mandates dropped, and I get the you know Florida the, when even before Texas had their their mandates dropped, they jumped it to drop in their mandates. These are individuals that are doing this. These are not huge groups of people protesting. That's another thing I can't say. Don't protest, please. Don't protest. That's like begging your 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 master. Please, please don't hurt us anymore. Please do this for us. Don't go protest. Take that time you're going to go protest. Go learn the basics of some of this stuff. You know, go learn how to write an affidavit. Go learn how to do an affidavit of status, and go learn how to file stuff against these people. Because uh, uh, the power of what I, sort of what I'm doing. And I, listen, I'm, I'm no genius. I didn't just kind of create this. You know, I learned stuff from other people, but. Remember, these are public servants, all these people. I don't, I don't care what you're, who you're dealing with, they're public servants. <clears throat> the only way a public servant can operate is they need to have insurance. If they don't have insurance, they can't work, bottom line. So I've sort of taken their commercial process that they use against us. Uh, I'll file an affidavit of status against them, affidavit of fact. And, oh, by the way, because you guys are uh, trespassing and ministering my property without any right to do it, and you're uttering forged documents against me. You're trying to state that a Commonwealth of Pennsylvania is selling me? Come on. You know, you might as well put Mickey Mouse or Donald Duck's name up there. What are you talking about? These are fraudulent claims. So then I file a financial claim against them. Well, the way their insurance works, they've got to automatically turn around and tell the insurance company, or the insurance company is going to know, depending on who it is, that there's been a claim filed against them. The insurance company's not happy. Okay, this is how you deal with attorneys, basically. I told you, the, the Bar Association is the orchestrators of all this stuff. Everything you're seeing, <clears throat> the Bar Association are the puppet masters behind the, the scenes <clears throat> that are orchestrating this stuff. So the, the weakest links you're ever going to deal with are the frontline people, the, 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 the county people, the township people, the borough people. The local government people, they're, they're the weak links. They're never going to walk into court and testify against you. <clears throat> if you <clears> – <throat> excuse me. <clears throat> Excuse me. If you position yourself right, they're never going to come in and testify against you. So once you throw start throwing paperwork in, you're never going to see anybody from the county, borough, or township come in and testify against you if it goes to a court hearing. So that, that's the first weak link you take care of. Then the second weak link, the second weakest link is the attorney. And listen, these are elitist, arrogant people. I mean, I, this is a friendly show. I don't want to tell you what I really think of them. But they are the parasites of the world, okay? To me, the Bar Association is the parasites of the world. Uh, what they're doing is they're taking advantage of, of people that have been uh, – they're doing it through forced threat, duress, and fear. They're, they're using this against people because people have – I'm going to say they've been dumbed down through the school system, and, and they're afraid. They're, they're told – they're taught from the start. You get in trouble, you want to get an attorney. 
You know, it's the first thing they're taught. Go get an attorney. And that's the worst thing you could ever do for yourself is go get an attorney. And the other, the other lie they told you is only a fool has himself for a client. Another lie, okay? That's, that's another indoctrination that they want you to, to buy into because they want you to go on and get one of their bar members to defend you. And he's not going to defend you. His, his first duty is to the court and to the bar association, not to you. Okay, and that court's nothing but a business court put, up, put there to extract money from your pocket. So you go after the attorney, and what I do is uh, I, I learn some things from guys like Brett Fountain and Randy Kelton in Texas where, gee, when I file bar agreements against an attorney, his buddies at the bar association where I have to file this thing, they're going to take my bar agreements, and they're going to tear it up in a thousand pieces, and they're going to throw it away. And I'm going to get a sweet little letter from the bar association saying, Mr. Fagiola, We've received your uh, your complaint, and it, it's frivolous, and it, or it's vexatious. It has, there's no merit to it. Great. Thank you very much. Now, that's done to sort of defeat you. <clears throat> they want people to do this. They want you to feel defeated. Oh, I tried to file bargains. It didn't work. What they're not telling you and what they don't want you to know is when that bargains got filed against that attorney, that triggered the insurance company. They now know there's a bargains against this guy. Now the red flag goes up for them because – a lot of times with files bar grievances are lawsuits, and who pays the lawsuit? The insurance company. So now that's a red flag against him, and it could send his rates up. <clears throat> and what Kelton tells me, a first-year attorney that gets a bar grievance filed against them, they lose their insurance. Can't be an attorney no more. An experienced attorney, 10-, 20-year attorney, gets two bar grievances in one year filed against them, going to lose his insurance. Can't be an attorney no more. A law firm that gets three bargains filed against them in one year, they're going to lose their insurance. They can't be a law firm no more. <clears throat> so you're triggering the insurance when you're just filing that bargains. So now he's got to turn around and tell the bar, there's, there's been a bargains filed. <clears throat> now he's starting to worry less about you and me, and he's starting to worry about himself. And then you mm. compound it when you throw the affidavits with the notice of claim in there. Because when I'm filing the notice of claim, I'm telling Mr. Attorney, hey, I don't know who you are from Adam. I don't know where you came from. <clears throat> you got no standing in this matter, which means standing means that he's been damaged or harmed in some way. I didn't, I didn't harm Mr. Attorney over here. Uh, he's got no jurisdiction over me. Just because he's got a bar card doesn't give him any more authority over you and me. Okay? That bar card, you know, he, he, he could go dig a ditch with that bar card. Doesn't, doesn't mean anything, okay? And he's got the, the, the his real weak spot is he's got no personal knowledge of anything. And if you don't have any personal knowledge, you can't be a witness in the matter. So let me get this straight. He's representing a fiction, Commonwealth of Pennsylvania, something that doesn't exist, something they can't testify, okay? So the Commonwealth is never going to testify, so they can never get evidence on the record. And the attorney, he can't be both counsel and a witness, plus he's got no personal knowledge of the matter, so he can never be a witness. So they can never get facts on the record for them, you know, once you understand this. They can never get facts into the record. So when you start filing this no the, the bar agreements in the notice of claim against the attorney, now Mr. Attorney's got to pick up the phone again and tell his insurance company, this guy just filed a $500,000 claim against me. Now the insurance company's not real happy. They, they're looking at a bar agreements. Now they just know the same guy just filed a, a, a $500,000 claim against their client, their attorney, because they know now he's definitely getting sued. This guy's going to sue the attorney. There's no doubt about it. He's going to sue him. We're going to flip the bill. So then the insurance company sort of goes to Mr. Attorney and they go, hey, you better make this go away quick or you better be dead certain you got this guy because if he brings you in court and thumps you, 
we're paying the bill, and you're done at that point. We're going to drop you, and you can't be an attorney anymore. So by following, following like this, just these, this basic process, and this process can be taken to higher levels through criminal complaints and all, but, but just this standard process, the basic process, we've seen attorneys disappear and matters disappear. They just sort of go into the with, Are you familiar with Peggy Hall, the healthyamerican.org? Yeah, I hear uh, I heard Peggy on the Crow show, and they're they're talking about trying to, to team us up. I think we're going to probably wind up on a broadcast sometime somewhere. I was going to say yeah, yeah, she's uh, powerful, yeah. and she has a lot of documents on her website. Also, we almost are out of time. Um, I'm absorbing what you're saying, but I want to just record you. I'm glad they're recording it because I'm going to listen to this over and over again. I'm going to dissect your videos and your website, and we're really going to, you know, get as wise as you are. I mean, you're just it's just rolling off your tongue, but it's a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it, listen, it comes into basics. you got to remember there's a hierarchy in the world, okay? You've got the creator. He's number one, okay? He created man and woman. Right. That's right under the creator. He created us, you know, man's created in his own image. Then man created government to protect his rights. So government's third on the, the, the totem pole, okay? And then government created corporations. Corporations are your, your local town, your local borough, your county. Okay, these are corporations, and then you have corporations under corporations. You have Walmart, Target, and all they're under there. So, yep. and judges and all are, are under there. So, what they're trying to do to you when they send you a document and they call you defendant or they call you a resident or a citizen, they're trying to take your status from right under God and they want to bring you down under government. Because if you accept that role of defendant and answer as a defendant, I've seen people do this. They they get paperwork filed against them that says defendant, and they answer back with them named as the defendant. Why would you do that to yourself? <laughs> Just because somebody wow. called your name, why would you refer to yourself by that name? You know. Yes. But yes. What, I'm when out they of do time. That, I'm out of time, Alphonse. Okay. Maybe we'll have you on again to continue. Thank you, thank no you, problem. thank you. I want to give your sure. website out to everybody. Um, to learn about what your wisdom is. Uh, it's the only way we're going to have to do our due diligence, looking into everything that you're saying. Um, but thank you. Do you have any final words before I do the closing statement? No, just don't get overwhelmed by it. You don't have to become a legal expert and learn every little thing. You just need to know the basics okay. of who you are. You need to understand who you are. That's pretty much it. Okay. Okay. Well, you're awesome. And again, his website audience is I am has sent you or has sent me That's to sent me. you. I am. You got it. Right. I am has sent me to you.com. Correct. You got it. And all these affidavits he's talking about is on there. And we'd love to have you as a guest as well again, if you're available, because we, we just really need to get this because you know what's going on in Israel right now where they're making people get a green pass and get vaccines to even function. Um, but we'll yeah. talk all yeah. about that later. It, it's we we, we got to get you know people like you who are armed to help us. Uh, we definitely need to get this information in the misinformed masses' hands. So thank you again. You're listening no to Big Appreciate Fellowship, it. and our shows can be accessed on the front page of our vacinfo.org website on the belly of a little boy flexing his muscles. We're on every Monday at 2 p.m. Eastern. Our contact number is 800-939-8227, which we will have working again. We just switched over back to AT&T, and they're working on getting that toll-free number back. It's been disconnected for a little bit, but... Keep calling it. We're getting it right back up again. We thank Progressive Radio Network, Progressive Radio Network, for allowing us to give you this uncompromised truth. And yeah, bless. <laughs>